1: the sound of shouting and jeering and you can hear scrambler bikes in the background during this incident in Ballyfermot in Dublin last night where a guard was attacked. Um, and I've watched the video of what happened or a small clip of it that's, that's online. You see a, a group of young people surrounding a guard um, approaching him, running at him and they're shouting and you can hear some of that in the in the video clip. And he's struck in the face by what seems like a bottle. Apparently he was there trying to help an elderly woman. Um, There were a lot of scrambler bikes in the area at the time. There was a lot of guards there for a large funeral uh, that was underway. But let's be honest though, it's nothing new. And it's not the first time that we've talked about this on the programme because we saw two guards assaulted in Ballyfermit just in, in November. There was a Garda ramming incident in... Cherry Orchard, if memory uh, recalls, in September. We had a guard in, um, injured or assaulted in January of this year, only last month actually, in, in Ballymon. So attacks like this, they're too frequent and they're without hesitation. And let's be honest, there's little recourse. And every time we see something like this, you'll hear the the Representative Association and the groups that are representing the guards out on radio programmes on this station and, and others as well. And they're all talking about the fact that more needs to be done to protect members of the force. So in light of what happened yesterday, you'd have to ask yourself, why has nothing, nothing changed? Why is nothing happening? Because all I hear and all I've heard today is task force, set up a task force. If it's not a task force, it's put a committee together it's one of the, one of the other task force and committees all you hear about and you'd have to ask why we can't get a grip on this and community leaders are talking about more resources areas neglected more investment more finances needed and i want to chat to people today i want somebody to come on to the program today and explain and tell me how this blatant disregard and hostility that we watched yesterday towards the guards in Ballyfermus will be any different. How that disregard and lack of respect that's been evident for the past number of months actually will be different with lots more resources, investment and finance. I want to chat to people about this on the show today. If you're living in Ballyfermot and you saw what happened yesterday, I want to hear your thoughts on the program about this today too, give us a call eighteen hundred four five three one zero six because I just think it's it's totally it's totally unacceptable what's going on, and yet I'm I'm struggling to see where the urgency is to actually try and change anything about it. Tara McManus is with us on the line today. Tara is the Assistant General Secretary of the uh, the GRA. Tara, I believe though you were actually stationed in Ballyfermot for a number of years. Can can you give me an insight? Um, into what policing in the area is like.
2: Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, um, look, it's, it's quite some time since I was stationed in Ballyfermot. I was there uh, in the early 2000s, from about 2001 to about 2005. And certainly the scenes that we saw yesterday evening, in, in my four or five years in Fermat, I was never confronted with anything like that. Um, when I policed there, we very much policed from a community policing point of view we were out in the community. We were on the beach frequently. Um, we were in all the estates there on a regular basis. We knew the people by name. Most of them knew us by name. Um, and I never felt a fear. Watching that footage yesterday evening, um, had I been out there um, in uniform, I would have been afraid um, that I was either going to get assaulted or something worse. But certainly, I would have never felt that fear um, when I was stationed at Valley Farmers. And I think what we saw yesterday evening... That is a very small minority of people in that area. The majority of people who live in areas like Ballyfermish or live in any other um, built-up area in Dublin, they want to go about their lives in peace. They want to support the guards and the work that they mm. do. Um, look, these people use any opportunity to to vent, I suppose. In yesterday's circumstances, they used the funeral of one of their friends um, to basically... to. to get together in a mob and, and go on a rampage because that's the only way you could really describe what happened there. As I said, there was a guard injured. He did receive treatment and he is recovering. Uh, there were patrol cars badly injured, or sorry, badly damaged. Mm. Those patrol cars will now be out of use. So that's further crippling the ability of the guard in Ballyfermot to do their job because they're now without vehicles. Um, so look, at the, the whole thing, it, it, it's, it's very, very worrying. Uh, you did mention there that the GRA are out looking for task force. We are screaming at this stage for something to be done to examine these incidents, to have a look at them. But the big thing for us um, as an association is that our members are at breaking points with regards to their workload, with regards to bureaucracy, with regards to over-regulation. Mm. But the big issue we have is our retention of members. Retention and recruitment are the major issues that we have as an association at the moment for our members.
1: And and, and it's, it, it's, it's hard to see how that's not the case, Tara, when you look at the video mm. last night. like I mean, if I was a guard... And I was been sent or stationed to Dublin, and I was going in to face that. I wouldn't want to go near work in the morning. I wouldn't want to go. In. That's what and, I was dealing with.
2: And any of those videos that we actually saw yesterday evening, there's maybe one, two, maybe three guards at most in any of those incidents, with maybe thirty, forty young men and women gathered around them with motorbikes revving and whatever. So you can imagine the fear that would actually take over somebody who's who's dealing with that incident, who's just gone out to respond to a call from the member of the public who's looking for help. And to be faced, to be faced with that, um, very, very intimidating. And it's actually worth noting that Deamore West, which actually covers the Ballyfermot area, it also covers Fingus, it also covers Blanchardstown, we have the highest retrition rates of our Garda members in that particular division. We've lost over 50 members last year alone to resignations in Deamore West. And looking at that footage yesterday evening, um, it's not hard to see why these members are just saying, I'm done, I'm fed up. I'm, I'm gone.
1: What, what is this plan like? I mean, you, I, I constantly hear this thing about task force and committee, and I understand that. But the first time I heard that was back in September after the um, the, gar, the 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 ramming incident that happened, and it's it strikes me, Tara, that nothing's changed.
2: No, and we have been we have been asking to meet with the minister, and after the assault of our colleague. Uh, in Ballymun last month, um, the association wrote to the Taoiseach and the minister seeking an urgent meeting to address this this issue. Um, That meeting will take place next week, so unfortunately we didn't get the meeting with the urgency that we looked for. However, it is going to go ahead next week and our association will be urging the minister, we need to have a look at recruitment, we need to look at retention. Uh, We were promised a thousand Gardaí in the year 2023. In order to achieve that, you would need to be recruiting and taking in intakes of 200 Garda every 12 weeks. 136 new Garda trainees entered the Garda College yesterday. Now, they're very welcome, and we're looking forward to having them out on the streets, but they won't be out on the streets for at least another nine months and if we cannot meet that target of 200 every 12 weeks, there is no way the government is going to meet their target of a thousand new Guardian within 2023. Do you
1: feel that the resources that you have available within the the, the DMO or within the the district that covers a lot of the areas we've been we've been talking about or not necessarily? Because I fully appreciate it's like it's 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 a a proportion it's a percentage it's a handful of, of people that are involved um in in the antisocial behavior that that we've witnessed yesterday and and in other cases as well but like is it fair that we're just sending out you know to respond to an incident two or three or four gardi to deal with something like that yesterday is it fair that that's no. what's that that's all that's been sent out like
2: it's absolutely not fair, and I believe that local management had you know, information in advance that this particular funeral was going to, to happen and that there were, there was a policing plan put into place. Now, I'm not privy to what the details of that policing plan was. However, you know, local information would lead you to believe that the type of incident that happened yesterday, there had to have been an indicator that that sort of thing would happen. Um, a public order unit was... Dispatched to the to the to the scene, but that didn't arrive until yesterday evening, after seven o'clock. By that time, most of the the controversy and and the horrific scenes that we've seen that had died down. We needed to be able to to scramble a public order unit within twenty five minutes or half an hour of that incident happening and getting the public order out there. So uh, the public, public order, order
1: unit would want to have been there, Tara, in advance of it. I'm not a policing I, expert, but yeah. that, that's that's my interpretation of this. If this if there was I, knowledge or, or intelligence to know that. Should have been there in the first instance.
2: Absolutely. And when we're planning for football matches or we're planning for things like St Patrick's Day parades or flag hills around the country, we would always have a public order unit on standby. That that would be a given. And the public order unit obviously, you know, have shields and they have they have longer asps and they have better equipment. And as a unit they're so well trained they're you know they're very impressive to watch them, and within minutes they can yeah. quell a public order incident. That's exactly what was needed in Ballyfermot yesterday, but unfortunately that call wasn't made, and the public order you know didn't arrive out there until until late last night.
1: Too late. Vincent Jackson is with us as well, Tara. Uh, Vincent's a, a resident and local councillor in the area. Vincent, what's your reaction to what happened in your local in your local area yesterday?
3: Well, firstly, just to respond to Tara, just as a resident and a public representative. I think I speak on, the, on behalf of the vast majority of residents of the Valley Farmer Cherry Orchard area. We're absolutely appalled what happened to some of our colleagues here in Valley Farmers yesterday. It's totally unacceptable in an open democratic society that people going about doing their job out there protecting all of us, uh, implementing law and order measures on our streets would be subjected to any type of abuse and behaviour that we seen yesterday. And, and I have to say, right across the board, I've just been inundated with calls that people how ashamed they are that some people can use what should have been a solemn event, a funeral of a young lad uh, yesterday, and as Tara said using it as some sort of cover to create mayhem on the streets of our community. And, like, there is no place for this in any society, I have to say. And we ha- I chaired the local safety forum here for Farm at Chapel Lizard. And we did write a few weeks ago into the minister. We're waiting for a response. I think guards should have uh, body cams on them. I think all too often they're subjected to a huge amount of abuse and other people have phones shoved in the faces of the guards all the time. And they really have nobody to respond then to allegations being made, at least by having tasers. And I do believe that we are in that that, that area there now. I have been told they are available if needed. But I think people have to know there's a there's a line that, that we can all cross. And though that line was crossed yesterday, I, and I, I'm absolutely appalled, I have to be honest with mm. you. I was at a community event in Bally Civic Centre last night with three community guards. And I did concord to the same comments that I'm saying here to your listeners today, how appalled the vast majority of people in this area are. Ballyfermot is a very large area uh, and uh, unfortunately what you're seeing yesterday is, is a fraction of 1% of the population who would ever get themselves involved in that type of behaviour. And we have excellent relations with the local Garda here in Ballyfermot. It was unfortunate in the at, at the time Tara says she was stationed in Ballyferma. We did lose our status as divisional headquarters, which I always said, and I said at the time, because I've been involved in local politics for a long time, that was a big loss to the area because we had a much higher level of priority. But we are where we are, and uh, that's for another day to argue that point. But but I don't want anybody to, to any of the listeners to think that the people of Ferma are not appalled about what happened yesterday. Mm. We're absolutely
1: shocked. No doubt. Tara, how is your colleague that was injured yesterday? Is there any update?
2: I, look, he received treatment, and um, I believe he he suffered a concussion, but he he will make a, a full recovery. And you know we we always wish him well. Um as I always say to our colleagues, um, the physical injuries heal, and they heal quite quick. It's. It's the the, the well-being and, and, and the emotional, you know, the trauma that, that carries over to, to a lot of our members that we will be concerned about as well. We were once described as, as a fourth of the walking wounded with over one in four um, garden members either suffering from or on the verge of developing post-traumatic stress disorder. So when you see an incident like that yesterday evening, you can actually understand, even if you weren't assaulted, to be at that and to go home to your loved ones after that event and actually sit back and watch the footage and see how close you were to receiving a really serious injury or in fact a fatal injury um, it, it's the mental trauma that our guards carry with mm. us and that's why we're seeing so many of them actually resign because you know they'd much rather go back into private industry you know, possibly where they're better paid and where they don't have to put yeah. their lives at risk every day of the week
1: Well I want to chat to other people I suppose as well uh, about why they feel there's this lack of respect that seems to be just so blatantly evident now in many cases. Like we're talking about it in my view anyway, far too frequently um, on the show. These these kind of incidents seem to happen. 53106 is the number. Uh, just, Vincent, from chatting to people, you know, from chatting to locals and, and residents this morning, like what, what do locals want to see happen?
3: Well, firstly they actually want some of the people responsible to be held accountable. I have to be honest, that's the first thing. And, uh, you know, as somebody who's been involved in youth work for many, many years and I chair the City of Dublin Youth Service Board, uh, like most of those young people outside the Church of the Assumption yesterday genuinely should have been in school. So I think as parents, and we all have young kids, I have three young kids, we have to ask ourselves when our children leave our homes, like where are they going? And to have some reasonable understanding of if they're going to go to some event, that the potential that goes along with that. And I would, as I say, I would question some people not doing that question in their own environment. Like, you know, trying to be, I suppose, aware as much as humanly possible of where your children are at any given time. But particularly uh, something like this, was, and, and Tara has mentioned there, there was suggestions that it, it required additional levels of policing. And that in itself would have indicated that, you know, if you as a parent, you should have been, I suppose, aware where your kids were. And as somebody involved in okay. many schools in the area... I I will be asking uh, some of the schools that I'm chairperson of, and I'm a chairperson of a number of them, just to have a look with the attendance level yesterday. And at our school assemblies, just to to have that conversation with young people about what type of society do we want going forward? Do we want something that we have a fairly open, safe, transparent society? Or do we want something that's going to have high levels of policing? And I would prefer to go for the first one uh, because I don't want to see high levels of policing. But I do know one thing that that's needed when you have what you had yesterday on the streets of my community here, somewhere where I've lived and and, and I've been proud to represent for many, many years, for a Mm. number of decades. And in any shape or form, I don't think that that is acceptable in any democracy. Do you feel let down, Vincent? Very much let down. And and this comes on the cusp of we had issues over the last couple of weeks where we had, uh, in relation to the new... uh, communities coming to the country, we had a lot of uh, these localised activities going on, again heightening unnecessarily tensions in our communities and I do believe there are other motivations going behind a lot of these and uh, you know I I can only hope that these people will will realise and and in some shape or form understand what they're doing Mm, that we all pay the price for this and particularly guards who are out there doing their job, doing their best to protect our our, our communities and and our country as a whole. Okay.
1: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about this incident in Ballyfermot in Dublin yesterday where a gar that was injured was struck and we're asking why is there such little respect for the garda? 1800 453106 is the number if you want to join us. Joe is with us on the lo- on the line today. Joe, you don't think these kind of attacks are new?
4: Hi, Andre. How are Certainly you? Certainly not. Um, first of all, I've often heard a member of Ngarlish Shiakone getting um, assaulted, and it's happening too frequently now, but it's been happening for the last 20 years. and In our case, it happened 12 years ago when my wife was assaulted on duty and suffered um broken wrist, rib, jaw, and was jumped by youth couldn't be prosecuted because they are too young. And um, it was a nightmare. And it's, it's still a nightmare because we're hearing about it. Um, as Tara alluded to there, there's, what, 25% of the workforce uh, suffering post-traumatic stress because of this. Um, this is not going away. And in fact, it's getting worse. We've advocated for cameras, uh, even, you know, more specialized armed units to to nip this in the bud because it's lawless at the moment in in Dublin and other parts of the country.
1: So this happened to to your your wife, yeah. Joe, 12, yeah. 12 years ago. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. and um, you know she was you know new to the job. She only served for one or two years, and um, she was badly assaulted one night in the in the same region. Nothing has changed, and. Uh, be, be, to be perfectly honest, give them very little support and that's why, you know, when I hear of a member getting assaulted um, Tuesday the day after the incident and it's, it's, they're waking up to the, a nightmare because they get a call from probably a sergeant or a superintendent uh, you know, we're here for you but at the end of the day they're not and nobody is and it's, it's the state that needs to address this, um, Andrea. We've got on to numerous uh, politicians and ministers mm. and We've they just can't provide us with an answer of what they're doing, other than, you know, this bill is coming through. This bill is coming through. It's not good enough, and it needs, it needs the heavy hand of the law needs to prevail here at the end of the day.
1: I can't imagine, Joe, for you when you got that call. Yeah, it's you know, it's, it's shocking. I'm sure it stays with you.
4: It, well, it, it does, but it's it, it changed. You know, it's, it's a life-changing event. It, it, it's trauma; it just doesn't go away. And you know, people have you know great admiration for for you know the guards and they come and they talk about how to get into Templemore. And we actually have to say to their parents: Do not let your child go down to Templemore, and do not let them join the guard.
1: Because of your experience. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you're you're living with it and your wife is living with it every day.
4: Yeah. Uh, Blue Harris retired her about three years ago on medical grounds. The guards had no occupational health. For two years, she was sitting at home trying to get back to work. Um, you know, she was asked to take any chance, she would sign herself uh, off one, one, one station because she was using up budgets, she was using up resources to get her a nice, cushy job uh, at a desk. And that happened. Uh, The desk wasn't fit for her injuries. Uh, Occupational went out, did an assessment. And next thing, there was no budget to get tables and chairs. So these are the stories that you you don't hear. You don't hear. And, um, you know, it's it's like you're injured and you're victimized when you're in the guards. You're no good to anybody, Andrea. And and, and this is, you know, management is aware of this and you know i i can't understand how the powers that they have they don't get out the public order unit it's it's they need a more high visibility approach rather than we all know that's going to happen at the next funeral or the next you know and uh, protest but the guards are reactive and that that that's the the truth of it
1: It's uh, it, like it's it, it, a very hard Joe to to disagree with um, with a lot of your points, in, in terms of, I suppose, and shout to any members of the guards, they'll tell you the force has become totally reactive rather than a, a preventative um, force. And, and even listening to you know the, the the views of many that have come in today around you know what what happened yesterday. But uh, you, is is your wife? Is she is she still she's still a member? Is she? It's
4: she was um, retired by through her three years ago, and um, it, it it took it, it took a while to get retired. But it's even worse now. She's on you know part pension, and um, she's barely b- barely surviving. And the guards know this. Um, you know, they, when it comes to compensation, that you're sent for this assessment after this assessment okay. into a, a gravy train. You know that they... they no one in the guards can make a decision. The chief state solicitors can't make decisions. The barristers love to meet because they're they're clocking up big fees, and um, it's it's a gravy train at the end of the day. Andrea. Obviously and obviously,
1: the whole the whole impact of what happened and the, the physical and, and emotional um, oh, toll and, from and the, the injury. The politicians is Politicians will still come out weather. and
4: say they're troubled and this is awful and oh my god. But since since this has happened, nothing has been done. It's it's okay. got worse.
1: Well, Joe I, I, I th- thank you for for sharing um the story with us today on on the program because I know we get so you know we we often we get so many messages in from from members of the guards and family members and I can understand they don't want to chat on the program because they they can't um but I do appreciate you you, you telling your story to us, to us today and your experience and I'm so sorry to hear what happened um to your wife as you said attacked a number of years ago um by by a gang, effectively, and 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 beaten up, and all that, all that goes with that, physically and emotionally. It's it's desperate. It's absolutely desperate, Joe. Um, let me bring in Morris as well. If we Morris on the line? Marius, apologies, Marius. Um, are you you're a resident? Are you in 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 uh, Not anymore. Um, I
0: used to live in Balli Firmus and Dorkin, Tala, all these areas here. Um, for for the past fifteen years. Uh, I moved to county leash uh, with the main reason that I feel a lot safer uh, no was, of course it's a lot cheaper as well to buy property there, but but what you got, the main reason is I never felt so safe and I have kids now, and I'm glad that they 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 can they can you know go to school and all that in county leash because it, I just feel a lot safer now, <clears throat> coming to the problem with the guardian and all that um generally speaking, I feel that they they have not enough resources, but when I mean resources, um, the law have to change in some way or the other. Because um, who who is who make makes those um, problems and, and, and issues in the first place? Majority now, I, I wouldn't say a hundred percent, but majority of those people are on some sort of a doll, getting the houses, getting things, uh, getting things from oh, people that are paying normal normal, normal taxes, taxes and all that, right?
1: You, you 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 don't you don't know any anybody's circumstances that's involved in in any no of the
0: no 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 well yeah I do and I don't okay I used to live in the areas and I know the people okay majority and I I would say really huge majority, majority I'd say even ninety five to more percent people that are paying proper taxes working and everything have they are occupied they don't have this type of idea okay they occupied with their life and they respect gardi and everything like that, because they occupied. The Other people are not occupied. They have too much time. They they have nothing else to do. They get them, uh, social welfare and things like that. And then when even they they have problem with law, uh, they're doing things like that. Things that are not okay. taken
1: off them. Well, look, I, have, you don't, they, it's hard. No, it's very hard to know when you look at incidents that happened. You know, yesterday or previous incidents. Who's involved, or uh, you know what their employment status is, or where they're living, or what, you know whether they're whatever the the case is. It's incredibly hard, Marius. To, to be fair, like to know that. Do you know what I mean. Um, but you've moved anyway. You your point is you didn't feel you didn't feel safe, and you wanted to move. The
0: point. The point is, this type of incident have to have some sort of a financial and other backup because guardy, they can go to, you, to the X person and do X, Y, Z, but what what if, if the if the law is not backing up their movement? Yeah, okay. That, 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 that oh, yeah. Carol look, Lisa. I take your
1: point around around you know in terms of uh, stricter sentencing and body cameras is the other point that's been well made too in the text line today from people like why aren't they already in place? Uh, people talking about um, stricter sentencing for those involved, even for minors as well. That's another point that's been uh, commonly made here on five three one zero six. Have we Dahi as well on the line, Dahi? What's your thoughts on this?
5: Just uh, I texted in there, Andrea, about like there's no deterrence to these youngsters. Like I've I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen what what happens, what goes on. And should they're just it's not the guards' fault. They're, these youngsters are just laughing at the guards. I mean, every week we read in the papers about youngsters with 25, 30, 35 previous convictions, robbery, assault. What do they get? A slap in the wrist, throw a few pound in the poor box. There says the judge, off you go. That's it. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing happens. There's no absolutely. Zero things going to happen to these lads that happened in Cherry Orchard last night.
1: In in the incident, yeah, in 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 Ballyfermot, I know. Oh. And, and I I take your point on that. Like it's it's the, the recourse there has to be there has to be deterrent. And without deterrent, like I I know, and I made the point myself earlier today. Th- these incidents are far too common. I mean, I don't yeah. want to be sensationalist yeah. about it, but like it's the fourth time in six months that we've talked about this where somebody has been injured and they're now going to be um, out of work for a period of time over the head of this and at the end of the day they were going in to do their job they were going in to do their job like I'm here today or you going into work or you know whatever And, and something something like this happens are you in the guards yourself Dahir? No, no. You're not, no. no, no. But I'm just not, your no, point is this.
4: No.
5: Just that. Look, yeah. I mean, just read, read the local papers R- River county you're in, you know, and y- you see what happens and look, some of them might not have any previous convictions, some of them do, and sure, it's just slapping the wrist, a few pounds of poor box, don't do it again. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean,
4: like, you know, I've always,
5: I've, I've, I've always been working and always keep busy, but like the people that aren't, as your previous caller said, they're getting their, their free social, their dole, their, hand out fist to them and either they're not occupied you're not going to change that you can't You can't force someone to go work and I've seen it before like if lads don't want to do it they don't want to do it but like, there has to be a deterrent where mm-hmm. if you assault a guard or if you assault a, a, a lay person on the streets there has to be a, a, mm-hmm. you can't just throw a few pounds in the poor box walk away saying I got away with that one lads there has to be something yeah. Well that's what the guards you know? will tell you
1: themselves that your people are laughing at them you know what I mean you're going through the whole judicial, the court system and you know somebody gets a suspended sentence or whatever and back out repeating the same thing again Text in from a listener says as regards uh, to the incident last night where are the parents? Um, the parents would have been Exactly the same situation, possibly. Says this texter. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Ken and Kildare makes the point. Uh, the scenes in Ballyfermot, nothing new. The saddest part is that they'll become more and more common. Uh, people in society just detest the Gardaí Absolute contempt for them. Love nothing more than an opportunity to go at them. Um, according to Ken and Kildare, uh, Pat says this guy's right. No consequences whatsoever. Uh, legal aid, um, no, no deterrent for people. Same thing happening all the time, says Pat. Keep the thought. The thoughts coming into us five three one zero six is the text line number. We will come back to this though a little bit later in the program. And I should say, actually, for the 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 um, the guard that was injured last night, you know, our, our th- thoughts are with you, and we do um, do hope you make a, a speedy recovery as well.